Hello, and welcome to EPA Region 2's podcast, where we talk about environmental issues in New York, New Jersey, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, and the eight Indian nations within the boundaries of New York State. I'm Shireen Candle, and I work in our Public Affairs Division. Today, I'm joined by Siobhan Smith of Shinnecock Indian Nation. Welcome, Siobhan, and thank you for joining us. Hi, thank you. Can you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Sure. So um, my name is Siobhan Smith, and I'm the environmental director for the Shinnecock Indian Nation. And my role here um, primarily is to, from the beginning, has been to help develop the environmental program for the nation. Um, when I first started working for the tribe, we actually didn't have a formalized department. And so that's what I've been doing for the last uh, few years that I've been working with the tribe, is actually developing the program, community outreach, and so forth. Oh, great. So why is it important for federal agencies to collaborate and be in partnership with Indian nations? Well, I think the key word is the partnership. I think it's very important for when the federal agency is extending um, assistance, resources, and services to work in partnership to acknowledge that there are aspects about the, the tribal lands and the communities that they know about their own area and their environment. And sometimes you just need resources or um, the ability to communicate your needs. And so when you have a partnership, it kind of complements. And so you work hand in hand to resolve some issues or mitigate some of the effects of, you know, historical pollution, new events that are coming. Mm -hmm. So it's important to work together and not so much in a over oversight, but more of alongside. Yeah, definitely. So what do you think is the most important aspect or piece of advice that federal agencies should consider when working with Indian nations? I think there has to be an openness. I, well, we've been very fortunate with the federal agencies that we've had the opportunity to work with and their local, their local agencies, their local hubs that we work one-on-one -on -one with. Mm -hmm. But I think the openness and the willingness to acknowledge that there are some things that we particularly know that maybe you haven't come across in your experience in your day-to-day -day professional work. So I think they have to be open and willing to to acknowledge that, you know, something that we're saying is valid, even if it's not something that you've read in a textbook or, you know, someone has done, you know, extensive research on that there is validity in the knowledge that we provide. Well, certainly. So just being open to that. No, I love that. I think that's really great. I mean, to expand on that, can you tell us uh, a personal story about how an EPA program or the partnership with EPA in, uh, has had an impact on your life? Well, you know, I think that personally, our experience with um, the EPA, particularly in our region, has been a very um, supportive and helpful. Um, we come up with these ideas and our priorities of what we need to address, and they're very um, receptive trying to get us the right people to speak to. A lot of the projects that I've worked on in the short period of time that I've um, been doing this work, I've it's been multi-agencies. The work that I do, I say that EPA is our main support, right? That's where our primary um, resources come from. Sure. And we have these little projects. So like, for instance, when we're doing our, um, we were doing some shoreline work. And so we had received some funding from NIFWF but we were able to tie in with the work we do at EPA and the work we do at USGS and the work we do at IHS. And everybody brought something to the table mm -hmm. to help make the project a success. And the next thing that we're working on collaboratively 
is our groundwater, our drinking water, and how the water flows through Shinnecock and goes through the ground, ground table and then comes out to our surface waters where we have our aquaculture and our shellfish beds that are very important to our community. And so all that goes hand in hand with um, developing our capacity to water monitor and so see what's going on in our own surface waters. And so that's where EPA comes in, IHS is a part of that, and USGS is providing a lot of um, technical support and training. So those three federal agencies are working in partnership and collaboration with the Shinnecock Indian Nation to meet our needs. That's such a fantastic story and such a great example of collaboration. Um, I really appreciate you telling us, telling us that. Um, I, I wanted to offer, uh, you know, if there was anything that you wanted to share, just one final comment before we close. One final comment. <laughs> I think that we all can agree that protecting um, our environment is vital for the health of the current population and the future generations to come. And I think that we can all agree that caring for the environment shouldn't be so political and that we just need to continue working together and partnering to do what's in the best interest of humans and plants and animals and our survival depends on it. I think that's, I will end with that. Thank you so, so much, Ivana. It was really amazing speaking with you. Thank you. For more information on our topic today, you can visit our website at www.epa.gov backslash region 2 or www.epa.gov backslash tribal. Again, my name is Shireen Candle, and thanks for listening today. Stay tuned for our next episode. If there's a particular environmental topic you want to hear about, tweet us at EPA Region 2, hashtag podcast.